0: Hi, this is Jim Swilly. Welcome to Metron Live. Metron is a Greek word that means sphere of influence. I believe in living your best life possible, and that's the reason for this podcast. This is my Metron. Now let me help you discover yours. Welcome to the Metron Live podcast coming to you from Metron. Metron people, would you please give the podcast people a welcome? Uh, I'm just going to speak briefly today. We are in uh, part three of this series. I speak into this atmosphere and say let there be light. Uh, the title this uh, month is uh, Manifest the Best, Stop Believing Everything You Think and Learn to Trust the Process. And those of you that were here last week know that the, the thing that worked out with the paintings was very serendipitous. I did not plan that. Uh, I didn't know that uh, Jill was going to come to get her painting. I didn't know that Roe was getting her paintings. And it, and it just the way the whole thing worked out uh, was really... Very, very cool. Even the extra painting that I brought in that was an answer to someone's intention. It was just very, uh, it was one of those days where I feel like the universe is just saying, check, 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 you're in the zone, you're in the zone. So whether there's a lot of people here or a few people here, there's such a a bigger thing that happens here every time we come together. Uh, I've been using the verse out of uh, Job 22, 28, Since I've referred to that the last two Sundays, I'm going to go uh, sort of a different direction. But uh, when we talk about the word manifest, it means um, something that already exists but was hidden, now is unhidden, it's unveiled. Uh, It already is. Uh, But then it has to manifest. There are things that exist in another dimension, but you need them to manifest where you can perceive them with your five natural senses. And the reason, I'm going to show you these, uh, I'm going to show you two different scriptures, one of them from two different translations. Because, um, you know, back in church days, we used to talk a lot about hearing from heaven, getting gifts from heaven, we're under an open heaven, we're waiting for heaven to come down, we're waiting for heaven to uh, give us something. And what I've, the scriptures I sort of gravitate to are the ones that don't deny that heaven exists, but sort of redirect us. Instead of standing up looking at something to come out of heaven, realize that manifestation is coming out of you. I did a teaching years ago about the the glory of God, and I, I went all through the Old Testament, different ways that glory was revealed, like, you know, under the Old Covenant, the glory would be revealed in the tabernacle, sometimes it would be fire, sometimes it would be smoke, and then uh, I took it all the way up through Isaiah, that uh, arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, so that I, I, I sort of d- connected the dots to say that the glory of God was at initially something that we um, observed from afar, you know. You know. Last month we were talking about um, Mount Sinai, and when when the glory of God was revealed in Sinai, the people told Moses, "Please tell God to stop talking, because it's just it's just scaring scaring us to death." So you know, it's like the glory of God was away from us; it was unapproachable. And then Isaiah comes along and says, "No, the glory of God is is on you." What's the glory of God? The glory. You know, like when you say. Uh, she that the bride walked down the aisle in all her glory. It means she was at her optimum best. This is the, this is the, the ultimate. So the glory of God is the manifestation. Uh, even in the um, the Nativity story, you remember in the shepherds in Luke chapter two. Uh, it says uh, the angels appeared to them and. And it says, the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. So, all through the Old Testament and the early part of the New Testament, it's the idea that glory is outside of you. God is somewhere else. God is far away. God is unseen. God is in heaven. The glory of God is unapproachable. It's fire on a mountain. And then Isaiah says, no, the glory is on you. And then we get into um, Paul's letter And he says um, that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Meaning, stop looking for something outside of yourself and realize that it's in you and that it has been in you all along. One of my favorite things that Paul said, and there's some things that Paul said that I very boldly look at and go, Paul, come on now. (laughs) That was... That was Moses talking through you. Uh, But there's other things I think, man, that was amazing. There's no doubt that that was um, enlightened. Uh, Some people, there are some gospel purists that won't even read the Pauline letters because the epistles are so contrary to the gospels. I'm okay with them. I just think they have to be rightly divided. You have to look at them in their context. I think, Paul, what we have as modern Christianity really is more of a Pauline creation than Came from Jesus, but I think it's valid, and I think there's, you know, I think something real happened with him on the road to Damascus. But what I love is in Galatians, you know, because Paul loved being Jewish. He loved being of the tribe of uh, Benjamin. He loved being in the Sanhedrin court. He, you know, when you read what he wrote to the Philippians, he said I, that was my pedigree. I was, I was happy to be that. You ever know anybody with religious pride? I used to hear people say, "I'm what is it? I'm, I'm Baptist born and Baptist bred, and I'll be Baptist when I'm dead." And, you know that people used to always say, you know, whatever their religion or you know spiritual, they, like they were very proud of it, and that's fine. I mean, I'm um, there was a whole lot of stuff about Pentecostalism, especially the way it was in the mid 20th century when I was born. It was kind of not cool but there's a whole bunch of it that's amazing uh, you know all kind of things about Pentecostalism that was was wonderful um, and you know the, the supernatural and the gifts of the spirit and in an odd kind of way you know the Pentecostals didn't let women wear makeup and jewelry and pants but they let them preach which is always odd you know it's like there was a strange kind of liberation for women. anyway I, I don't I don't not believe any of that. It's like I, I just keep it in context. And I'm saying that to say, Paul wrote to the Galatians and he says, when it pleased the Lord who separated me from my mother's womb. He, and he's not talking about his physical mother. He's talking about Judaism. He's like, Judaism was what birthed me. And when that umbilical cord was severed, uh, it said he revealed his son in me. Not, I, didn't, I didn't ask Jesus to come into my heart. Once the religion was severed, I realized, oh, he's been in there all along. So what he's saying is, my mother, God bless her, you know, I, that, you know, I bless my mother's womb, but my mother didn't tell me the truth. My mother made me perceive, I'm, again, I'm not talking about my mom, I'm talking about religion. <laughs> that could make dinner really bad tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, what he's saying is my mother made me believe I was separated my, my mother be- made me believe that I had to go through her but once the religious umbilical cord was severed I realized oh God's been there all along and that's why when Paul would say things like we were alienated from God in our mind that's what he's talking about. Now, having said that, let me show you this uh, verse of Scripture. This is in uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. And I'm going to show it to you first in the NIV. It says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. It doesn't say... Everything flows out of heaven. In, in the King James it says, um, uh, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. An issue is a sort of an uh, Elizabethan English word for river or uh, a flow. Like the woman with the issue of blood had a flow of blood. And here he says, it's all coming out of you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm not praying to a God in heaven. I'm speaking to a God in here. And that's where the manifestation comes from. Then the way it says it in the uh, ERV, uh, very interesting, it says, above all, be careful what you think because your thoughts control your life. Again, heart, mind, used interchangeably in the scriptures. But what, when we're talking about manifesting the best, And also, not believing everything you think. Now, I've had to wear a sling for six weeks. And it's been a challenge. But I also know there are people with much more serious medical issues. So I'm not going to complain about it. But yes, it's been a challenge. Especially because my left hand is my extremely dominant hand. And um, so I I had an appointment on Thursday of this past week. And uh, in that appointment, I was supposed to get the next set of x-rays to sort of check on my progress. And if everything looked good, uh, I could take, take off the sling. So I've really been counting the days to that. And um, so the day before, uh, there's, a, there's a podcast that comes out every Wednesday that I always listen to. And uh, it's the guys from Saturday Night Live, uh, Dana Carvey and David Spade. It's called Fly on the Wall. I listen to it every Wednesday. And this past Wednesday, they interviewed Tony Hawk, the famous um, skateboarder. Huh? So, I was listening to the thing. They were, they, they, Dana Carvey asked him, how many injuries have you had? Now, while I'm driving, all of a sudden, my left arm starts hurting so badly bad. I can't tell you. And I'm, I'm like, uh, <laughs> we finished that series, very good series, Painkiller. But you know when he's, when he's scrambling through looking for the Oxycontin, that's why I was driving around. like, please tell me there's uh, Tylenol in here. I mean, I'm like, I'm driving trying to, you know, I got to pop something because this is really, really hurting. And I thought, why is this hurting so bad all of a sudden? And um, I'm thinking... I hope I haven't done, I mean, I hope I haven't misused this. You know, please tell me I'm not going to go in for it. this x-ray tomorrow and them say, you have been using your left hand. You know, you have ruined it. Another six weeks in the sling for you or, or worse. And um, when they were talking to Tony Hawk, he said, the worst thing I ever went through is they broke his femur. And uh, he said, I started using it prematurely. And so I messed it up, and I had to go to a different... Spe- they basically had to start all over again. Well, I'm very much about not worrying about stuff, but all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, no, please don't t- tell me this is some word from Tony Hawk that's preparing me for tomorrow. And immediately I thought, don't believe everything you think. These are just thoughts. You know, that's one of the principles in Buddhism, is like con- disconnect from your thoughts and let them... I'm sure you talked about this in your meditation class, like disconnect from your thoughts and observe them. Your thoughts, thoughts are things. Yes, they are creative, but they're also don't believe everything that runs through your mind. Not every thought that you think is the truth. And uh, you know what? My um, analogy that I use is your thoughts are like like dogs that have been locked up in the house all day. And sometimes you just need to let them out in the backyard and run around until they they exhaust themselves and get it all out of their system. And sometimes you just need to let yourself think what you're going to think. You know, go ahead and imagine the worst, look into the abyss, you know, believe for the best, but let's, all right, well, what would the worst look like? And just for a a few minutes there, I'm driving thinking, well, you know, maybe this interview is preparing me. You know, I should have taken it more easy. I mean, that sounds like me. You know, I feel a little bit better and start doing more than I should do, and um, then I thought, no, I'm not going to believe that. But I will be more. I'm going to be greatly relieved when I get this uh, appointment over with and hear what they have to say. And you know, words have energy on them. And so I went in, and it was really crowded in there, and it was hot. And you know, I'm trying to stay positive. But I'm not feeling all that great, and um, so I go in. You know how when you s- sat in the waiting room, and then you go into the smaller waiting room, that now you're really in there for a really long time, and it's kind of hot and stuffy in there. And I thought, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a drama queen here, but I could, I could kind of feel pass outy right now. So I, I, I got up and opened the door like I got to get a little, break. woo. Got a little, get a little breezy in my facey in here. And, you know, a nurse came by, pulled the door to her. I said, could you just leave that door open because it's really warm in this little cubicle. And she reluctantly left. I mean, they're very nice there, but I could tell they, they prefer the doors closed. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to need that one to stay open or I'm going to be laying down somewhere here on the floor. And, um, and I didn't bring my smelling salts with me. So you, you probably want to keep that door open. So um, I go in for the X-rays, and it's it, it's like a it's like a photo shoot for a magazine cover. They take so many pictures of you. So like, all right, I turn this way. Now turn here. Now turn, and then I move your hand. Like, good lord, it's like a, this is like a portfolio. I'm I'm am I'm a supermodel now. It's like you know, turn that turn that fan on. <laughs> you know, my Beyonce fan. You know, I'm like t- taking all the taking all the pictures. And then I have to go back and wait again, and my doctor wasn't available, so his partner came in, which she's great, I actually do like her a lot, and she says, well, let's take a look at these x-rays, and even the way she said it, there was just a little bit of foreboding on it. I mean, maybe I'm imagining it, but when she said, well, let's look at these x-rays, I'm like, I wish you sounded just a little more upbeat about that. It's like with, my, with what I went through with my heart earlier this year with my cardiologist, and I, I don't like to use the word, it rhymes with slanderism. But uh, when I, the first time I went in and asked him, I said, Is there any, because he said, This initially measured at a 4.5, but it it's, looks like it's a 4. I said, Is it possible that it's shrinking? And he said, I guess in theory, I said, do they ever shrink? He said, I mean, yeah, but technically you could live out the rest of your days at a five. And I said, what happens when you're a six? He said, oh, you die instantly. I said, oh, okay. um, (laughs) I don't like these numbers. Well, the next time I went in, it was like, he was like a completely different person. I said, is it possible that it shrinks? And he says, oh, yeah, that's probably what's happening. It's shrinking. It's probably not going to be an issue. I'm like, where were you last time when you scared the hell out of me? But anyway, so every day, I, when I, t- I mean, I take my meds and I take one of my super beat uh, blood pressure. I'm like, this, the rhymes with slaneurism is shrinking. And I, you know, so anyway, um, she says, let's look at this x ray. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <sighs> she turns it on she goes oh my god this looks so good and it was just such a I just loved honestly I came really close to kissing her but I thought that might be sexual harassment Um, (laughs) my doctor my actual doctor is actually kind of cute I could imagine this was me me. but I would but I would kiss her too I'd break my own rules I'm like I you know in Christ, it's neither male nor female and uh (laughs) But it was just the way she said, oh, my God, this looks so good. She says, come look at this. And, she, and I don't know what I'm looking at, but she's showing me everything. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And it, words are so powerful. Like as soon as, as soon as she said that, I automatically started feeling better. Yeah. And it, it's, just, it, it's amazing how as soon as your mindset changes, you start healing yourself. I'm not saying disease isn't real. Because I have, you know, obviously it is. But I also know, Joe Dispenza tells a story about a man that got misdiagnosed as having cancer, and his body started manifesting those symptoms, and then when the doctor said, we've misdiagnosed you, it's not cancer, he immediately got better. Now, I'm not saying that all sickness is psychosomatic, that's obviously not, but you're your thoughts have so much to do with it. And so since then, like yesterday, it was it was hurting, you know, enough that I had to take something, but I'm not worried about it. I'm like, well, this is just, this is part of the process, which was the other part of this thing is trust the process. Don't believe everything you think. Trust the process. Now that I know I'm not Tony Hawk and haven't ruined it, now if it hurts, I'm like, eh, this is part of the, this is part of the thing. You know, it's, of course it hurt. They took a, you know, they took a power saw and went through two of my bones. That, that's gonna, that may take a minute. Um, but now, I've, honestly, now if I feel a little pain, I think, oh, I must be healing. I'm like, okay, this is, this is part of the healing process. And, and so my point in saying that is when he says, uh, be careful what you think, your thoughts control your life. Your thoughts are manifesting things. Your emotions are manifesting things. Your feelings are manifesting things. Um, Being happy is important. That's not superficial. You're not supposed to go through long periods of time being depressed and sad. That's that's not natural. You're You're supposed to enjoy your life. And even something as simple, I talked about this Friday night. I said I was going to do an 11-11 every night this week, and I did. And um, uh, Ken loves Houston's. We, I, I love Houston's. That's, I, I think that's probably his favorite Atlanta restaurant to go to. And uh, Friday, when he came home, he said, I'm making reservations. We're going to Houston's tomorrow. And Houston's isn't, like, crazy expensive, but it's it's enough that you wouldn't you probably wouldn't. You kind of reserve it for special occasions. And uh, I said, Where, why are we going to Houston tomorrow? He said, you got your sling off. We've got to celebrate it. And it just, I know that seems like a small thing, but I've, it just made me feel so, wow, you know, my stuff, what I go through is important, and it mattered to him. And, and just yesterday, like, everything was so wonderful there. It was so delicious because of the energy that was on how I was thinking about it. And even I went down to the. Don't judge us. I went down to the end of the bar to get us a couple of drinks. We weren't driving. We weren't drunk. I did have a glass of wine. He did have a lemon drop. Don't judge us. <laughs> but I went down to the end of the bar to 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 get the drinks, and uh, he was at a table up here. So I'm walking back, and I don't have a lot of strength in this arm yet, and. It took her like a long time to make this thing. I was I was watching. I, was, I said I had no idea this much goes into making one of these. Like it's like a it's like a magic trick. But on the way back, I'm like, my hands going like this. I'm thinking, please don't let me spill this thing. And uh, when I got to our table, the woman next to you, she said that was amazing how you just carried that and did not spill a drop. I said, I know, I just had shoulder replacement surgery too. And she says, that's just amazing. I was like, it is. (laughs) Life is amazing. I'm amazing. We're amazing. This lunch is amazing. Everything is amazing. And I know, you know, the way I think about it is going to um, speed up the healing process. And because you can't, you know, you can... You can eat right and take doc- do doctor's orders and take your meds. But if you're not thinking right, you're working against yourself. And I'm all for doctors. I'm not against doctors at all. But you've got to cooperate with them, which is why I kind of believe you have to sort of have an affinity with your doctor. Do you know what I mean? You have to kind of, if not like them, at least respect them. Because if it's like a really bad mojo on it, you're not going to do well. Like, I, I've been to some doctors before that there was just a way in our initial conversation, there's a way that I thought, I don't like the way this guy's making me feel. Like, I don't, I feel like I'm, I know he's busy, but I feel like I'm um, imposing on him. Right. And, you you know, doctors are supposed to be healers. They're supposed to make you feel like, you know, your. what's going on with you is valid. So, it's a part of, it's not just wanting to be treated well it's I need to think a certain way about this when I go to the doctor I need to anticipate it to say I will feel better after this after this appointment because this guy's on or this woman's on my side they want me to be well and you know they, they want me to feel better and I, I don't I don't feel like I'm just a number to them I feel like you know we have some kind of human connection and and you know that's really good so Again, I want to make this point about the answer to your prayer is coming out of you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now let me show you what Jesus said in John chapter 7. This is verse 38, and this is in the Living Bible. And he says, For the Scriptures declare that rivers of living water shall flow from the inmost being of anyone who believes in me. I don't know if any of y'all, Beth, you might have sung this growing up. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison doors, sets the captive free. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up, oh well, live in my soul. Spring up, oh well, and make me whole. Spring up, oh well, and give to me that life abundantly. I love, I, I love every word of that little song because it's saying the river of life is coming out of me. When it it pleased the Lord who separated me from my mother's womb, He revealed His Son in me. And let me say this also. When people say, don't take the glory away from God, let me tell you something. God is not insecure. You are not threatening God. If you think God's that petty and insecure, you need a bigger God. You know, I was thinking about with my boys, and I love all four of my children. Um, But with my boys, who was I just talking about? Oh, we were talking about this last Sunday. You know, I I never, I didn't grow up playing any kind of sports at all. I mean, I was an only child and wasn't around a lot of other people. and uh, I I just didn't. I remember in third grade, we went up to P.E. and they threw a, threw me a football I had never seen one before my dad never didn't watch sports my dad went hunting and fishing and that kind of stuff but we you know sports was like another world and um, I remember when um, I didn't feel this when Christina was born but when my boys were born the thought did come to me like I'm not going to be a good boy dad like I don't know how to do this stuff this is going to this isn't going to go well and fortunately, they all had natural talent, and, and both, you know, their moms were athletic, so they could, you know, give them a few pointers, but they kind of just sort of naturally knew how to do stuff. I used to joke about this, especially when Judah was little. He was, for a little while, he was kind of like a little league legend. In, in, uh, he was bigger than most of the other kids, and I mean, he was well known enough that other dads would ask me, what are you doing to you know, teach him to play that well. Of course, I don't know what that, I mean, I don't even know what the stuff that you say. I would just say the other stuff that the other dads would say, like, wait to watch, wait to watch. Three up, three down. I, to this day, I have no idea what that means, but I'm like, that's what the other ones was saying. like, wait to watch, and I think that means look for the right pitch. I'm not, su- I'm not sure, and I'd, and please don't instruct me, because I don't care, um, but when these other dads would ask me, like, how do you teach your boys to play like this and i'd be like well you just gotta spend some time with them, teach them to be the ball i'm like well, I, don't know what, I don't have no idea and now you know i think judah probably watches basketball on tv but they, they they all do what i do they all are entrepreneurial they all make their living holding a microphone either preaching or singing so as it turns out <laughs> i taught them everything they needed to know the stuff that was going to matter to them. But my point is this. Every day, I'm sure when Judah gets up to preach today, it doesn't occur to him to say, you know, I'm doing this today because I watched my day. Because it's not necessary. It's like, no, I know, I know that I influenced you. I know that <laughs> one of my favorite things is a couple of years ago. It came up in my memories this year. Uh, I texted Jared because he was off somewhere. I texted him on his birthday. I said I hope you're having a happy birthday. And he said I said happy birthday. And he said thanks dad for inventing me. And I thought well okay. I know know there were moms involved. I'm not taking anything away from them. But even Christina she's not technically a musician but she's become a a celebrity DJ and and makes good money at that. And so she's doing what You know, Jared did some um, interview for some rock and roll magazine, and this is back in the early days of the Black Lips, before they could really play well. And they used to do crazy stuff on the stage just just to get attention. And some of it's urban legend, but some of it, I'm like, I don't need any more details. I mean, I've seen him in person. I've never seen him do any of that stuff, but apparently there was a time. But I remember reading a. This is back when people would write me and say, "I read this article about your son. We're praying for him." I'm like, "My son's fine. He's making a living. He's traveling around the world. He's doing better than your son is." Anyway, uh, <laughs> like I don't, that, Some of that stuff doesn't. That doesn't. You know, is what it is. Um, but uh, in this interview, he said, "He said basically, I'm doing what my dad does." And I thought. Okay, how do I connect those dots? He said, "People come in, we we let them, because you know they have mosh pits and the you know kids are dancing." He said, "It's like it's like a Pentecostal experience, you know. They come in, they hear the music, they feel better." He said, "I consider I'm doing, you know, it's the family business." And I thought, "Well, now that's a stretch." <laughs> but it, but honestly. I preferred it to him saying, I'm in rock and roll because I don't want to be anything like my dad. I you know, he was like, No, I'm doing the same thing. I thought, Well, I wouldn't have seen that. <laughs> but okay, I'm I'm gonna take that as the honorable. What's that got to do with this? Well, like of course we know there's a higher power, of course we know there's intelligent design, of course we know there's a God. I mean is is God a Jewish man sitting on a throne, a Jewish white man sitting on a throne somewhere on the other side of the Milky Way? If that's what you believe, that's fine. I've kind of moved on from that. But, yeah, when I hear of stories like Wellington, yeah, there's got to be, there's some bigger design going on, no doubt about it. So, of course God is real. When I say I'm manifesting it out of me, God's not, Somewhere saying, you better give me the glory. He knows. I mean, the fact that I'm doing it is giving him the glory. Let us make people in our image and let them have dominion. Uh, I'm going to end with this. It's a Joe Dispenza quote that I really like a lot. I've probably used before, but it's pertinent to today. It says, to be happy with yourself in the present moment while maintaining a dream of your future is a grand recipe for manifestation. Now, let me stop right there. Let me tell you why that's important. Um, Paul said, Godliness with contentment is great gain. If um, you can be a dreamer, you can be a visionary. um, I'm all for it, I'm all for your success. But if you don't like where you are now, you're not going to get where you need to be. Just because you bless where you are now doesn't mean you're not moving forward. It just means you're saying, I'm getting there. But in the meantime, I'm happy here. Because if the only reason you want to get there is because you hate here, there's some lessons you haven't learned yet about here. You know, go ahead and believe for that dream house. That's fine. You deserve it. But in the meantime, pay the rent on that apartment. And keep it clean. And when you leave, don't trash it. Because the way you treat where you are now is going to determine how it's going to be when you go to the next level. Believe for that better car. That's fine. But in the meantime, the hoopty that you're driving take care of it Take what, with what you've got right now honor that be grateful for that it doesn't mean you don't need more or want more you should, you should have everything you want I really believe you should curate the life that you want and if you want it and you've worked for it you should get it and not feel guilty for it I, I hate when somebody tries to make somebody feel guilty about something that they're doing with their life and their money that has no bearing on them whatsoever you know, my friend Howie, stayed, he, I can't believe how many cruises he goes on all the time. And, and he does write a travel blog, so it's not just for relaxation, but it's a lot of cruises. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, where are you? I'm in Istanbul. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll call you later. And uh, But early on, he said, do you think people think I'm crazy going this many cruises? I said, why do you care? I mean, are you borrowing money from people? He said, no. I said, well, then... If you want to live on a cruise ship, that's your, you worked hard, you taught school for 30 years. If that's what you enjoy doing, that's a lot of, for me, that would be a lot of cruising. But if that's what you like to do, then do it. And who cares what anybody, why would anybody even have an opinion? There's always somebody that wants to, not always, but many times there's somebody who wants to project onto you their own unhappiness about something. I'll tell you this, the happier you become with your life, the less you'll the more you'll live and let live. When you're really happy with the life that you've carved out for yourself, then if other people take a different journey, then that's great. And they're they're doing, they're taking their resources and the money that they've made. This is what they want to do, fine, do that. So, to be happy with yourself in the present moment while maintaining a dream of the future is a grand recipe for manifestation. When you feel so whole that you no longer care whether it will happen, that's when amazing things materialize before your eyes. You can only discern this spiritually. How can you say, I'm believing this is going to happen. I'm going to be okay if it doesn't happen. It's, it, sounds, it sounds counterintuitive. But you have to find the sweet spot between those two polarities. I totally hope against hope this is going to happen. I will totally be fine if it doesn't. That's not, that's not being double-minded. That's finding your equilibrium. I believe all my stuff is going to come on from the bottom of that river, uh, and I'm, it's all, I'm going to have it before midnight tonight. If I never see it again, I'll be fine, and we'll, we'll start the process of... Uh, you know, getting a driver's license and you know, doing all that. How can you say both things? Because when you when you get tonal vision and say, This is the only way it can work out, this is the only way, you're limiting your options. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that works in us. That's why when somebody comes to me and says, I've got a job interview tomorrow please pray that I get this job. Agree with me that I get this job. I've got to get this job. I always say, I, I can't agree with you for that. I can agree that you have a great interview. I can agree that you'll do your best. I can agree that if it's the right job for you, it'll open up. But I don't know for sure that it's the right one for you. And if you think, if it's, if it's not this job, I'm ruined, then you're, you're making an idol out of that job. And furthermore, if you go in too needy, you might not get it anyway. You know, I I listened to a lot of interviews of famous actors and actresses about parts that they got that became, you know, legendary, like um, Academy Award winning kind of stuff. And I've noticed so many of them have said, so many have said, I was totally not prepared for that interview or that audition or I didn't think I was going to get it. Like everyone that went in were nearly blase about it. It's like why am I even doing that? I'm not going to get this thing. They would just go in and kind of phone it in and think, well, I didn't get that. And then they get the the call, you got the part. There was something about them being detached from it that made them get the part. It's the one that came in saying, please, give me this role. Nobody wants to work with that guy. (laughs) All right. When you feel so whole, that you no longer care whether it will happen. That's when amazing things materialize before your eyes. I've learned that being whole is the perfect state of creation. I've seen this time and time again in witnessing true healings in people all over the world. They feel so complete that they no longer want, no longer feel lack, and no longer try to do it themselves. They let go and to their amazement something greater than they are responds. And they laugh at the simplicity of the process. I absolutely believe this is true. Um, Should you believe for the best? Yes. Should you want the best? Yes. Should you be traumatized if your definition of the best doesn't happen? No. And if... If you're always waiting for it to happen, let me tell you something. you're going to make it too important when 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 a whole thing it's like everything's everything's hinging on this thing happening. this thing's got to happen it's It's the people who are just not that they don't think it's going to happen. I mean honestly. I believe this so much. I've, I've never bought a lottery ticket. But do you know what I think you should do if, if you're one of the people that buy them? Don't even think about winning. Think about, like here in Georgia, the lottery goes to uh, help Georgia education. Think of it as a charitable donation. To say, oh yeah, it'd be great to win $5 billion, but I'm helping buy books and you know for Georgia students. I think that's... Going to be more likely that you win something than if every time you go in you're like, oh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, It's like no, because you're you're making that thing the thing, and nothing's the thing because you don't need the thing. You are the thing. You have the thing out of your belly. Flows rivers of living water, so that you can go into anything and say, "Oh, this would be great if this happens." Yeah, that'd be yeah. If I win this court case, yeah, that'd be great. It's not the end of the world if I don't. It's going to make you so much happier when you develop, and it's nearly like a an attitude that has to be developed to say, "Yeah, this that would be lovely if this happens." But my happiness or state of well being is not dependent on some judge or some attorney, or some boss, or somebody that's holding up a paycheck for me. I mean, how many, I don't know if this has happened with you, but it's happened to me so many times, even recently, where I've thought, man, I need that check, I need that check to come through, I need it. And if you ever just really needed a check, and it just keeps being delayed, (laughs) and suddenly you realize, I think my neediness in this area is making this thing happen later than it should. I'm okay without the check. the check never comes, fine. And then guess what? The check comes. And it's, even, it's for even more than you thought. And you found out, oh, I, I mean, I, I got the check, but the check wasn't a make or break. And that's what I want you to understand about this. That's, what, that's the, the takeaway I want you to have from this series. You have the ability to manifest the, the best. The river flows out of you. Um, don't worry about God. God's God's fine with you just doing it. <laughs> um, sometimes we joke about it because I, you know, I pick up dinner for my mom every night. But you know, my mom likes to say grace and something I don't ever really think about. And sometimes she'll say, "We just need to thank the Lord for this food." And I'm like, "Well, we can thank the Lord, but..." I bought it and stood in line for it and picked it up and, and like it was a whole bunch of stuff I've done for the last hour to bring this dinner to you so yes we can thank the Lord but the Lord didn't stand in line <laughs> it's like that uh, I know I've told this a million times but one day I said something about starting the church and a guy came up afterwards he said you didn't start this church God did I said You're right. One day I was just driving out here. I drove out to Conyers, and there was a mega church there. And I just walked in and said, "I'm going to take over this bad boy," and it was just great. I'd have to work and do, and and I said, "I said, let me tell you a story." There was a farmer who planted a garden, and uh, he said, "Look at the garden I grew." And somebody said, "You didn't grow this garden, God did." He said, "Yeah." Well, you should have seen what it looked like when God had it by himself. (laughs) And again, not, I mean, God just laughed at that joke. Like, God's not mad at that. God, hey, here's the thought. God knows he's God. So you go ahead and be you because you're fulfilling your creative purpose. The fact that you make it happen. You manifest it. You speak it out. In a sense, here, judge this if you can, in a sense, you're answering your prayer. I'm not saying there's not a God. I'm saying God has given you that ability to speak it out and to manifest it. And so when you do manifest something, your heavenly parent, whether you think it's a father God or a mother God or higher power, that entity is very proud of you because you're doing the thing you're supposed to do. Amen? Did you get anything out of this this month? All right. Let's all stand. What was the best part of this series for you? What did you get? You think about it rightly. What? Manifestation, absolutely. You've had it all along and didn't realize you had it. Oh, Auntie M, there's no place like home. I had it all, all along. All right, good. Um, Let's play this, and then I'll speak a blessing over you. Contributing to Metron is quick and easy. You can give any time using any smartphone. Text the amount you'd like to donate to four zero four. 620-5044 620-5044 you will then receive a notification that you successfully completed your donation you may also visit bishinthenow.com and click the support tab to give there as well when you contribute to metron you're also donating to the charity or organization of the month thank you for your investment into metron if you have a check make it to jesm uh, you can hit the danny or uh, if you have cash, just pay it forward. You might want to bless uh, Wellington. Thanks for being, for uh, sharing his amazing story with us. We we might talk again. I think uh, I think you probably have even more you uh, you could say. And uh, uh, I I speak to you the confidence to be able to manifest things on your own. That you recognize your own divinity. That you are created in the image of the Creator. And that the ultimate act of creativity is that the Creator created creators. That you, this week, have a productive week. That you manifest healing and life and blessing and abundance. And that good things are not only attracted to you, but good things come out of you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that you bear much fruit and your fruit remains. Wake up tomorrow saying, this is the day the Lord has enabled me to make. I will rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you. Go in peace. See you next Sunday.